Do you want to launch a business in the horse industry but have no clue where to start? Are you an equine entrepreneur that wants to grow your business online? Well, you are in the right place. My name is Abriana Johnson and I am an equine business coach at Black Unicorn Creative and your host here at the Digital Hoofprint Podcast, a podcast for new and aspiring horse business owners who want to grow their business online and build a community around their brand without the stress and the overwhelm. Grab a pen, a piece of paper, and maybe even a cup of coffee and let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Hoofprint Podcast. My name is Abriana, and I am the head unicorn in charge over at Black Unicorn Creative, the business that this podcast is an extension of. This month, February of 2021, is Fall in Love with Your Brand Month. So all month long, I am interviewing horse business owners and asking them, why they love their brand and their business and how they get other people to love their brand and their business. So I am super excited to be covering all of this. I know you may be wondering, what is a brand? What is a brand? Why is it important? That is what we are gonna cover today. So, Let's get into it. What is a brand? I know that you've probably heard people say, you know, oh my gosh, what's your branding? Oh, I love that brand, or I'm a brand strategist. And a lot of times people don't know what that means or what it is you do as a brand strategist or how you even build a brand or establish a brand. So I want to kind of go back You know, you never know where you're going until you know where you started from. And let's just talk about some of the history behind the word brand, honestly, and what branding means to us today. So way, way back, records show as early as 4000 BC in Egypt, branding was so important. They knew the value of representation and showing, you know, this is owned by someone, this belongs to this person, or if you see this symbol, this is how you should feel or how you should interact with whatever it is that the brand is on. Even the Romans believed that brands possessed like some sort of magic, you know, whether it was branded on a person, branded on an animal, there was always some sort of significance with this visual appearance. And there was a way that it was supposed to make you feel. So that's kind of the the history behind that. Fast forward to, you know, a hundred years ago up until now, ranchers brand their livestock to state claim to their animals that they owned. And if you brand your animals, it deterred people from stealing from you because it was something permanent. You know, you, you can't 
make it go away. Once once an animal is branded, you can't, you know, say, oh no, we're not gonna, we're just gonna take that off. Like it's just not possible. So it deterred people from stealing animals and just gave that sense of security. You know, this was raised by me, uh, birth through my breeding program, all these things. And people still use brands to this day to show, you know, this is where this animal came from. This is what kind of expectation you should have if you knew if you see a brand and you say wow that is an incredible training program you should expect that this animal is trained amazingly right each brand itself is honestly unique to the owner or the whether that be like an individual or a company it's all of them are unique and all of them are able to represent what it is that company or that individual stands for. So when we talk about branding in a digital kind of marketing aspect, when we're talking about your online presence, we want that same sentiment for for you and your horse business. We want people to say, hey, when I see, you know, this logo for a horse treat company, for example, I want to feel, you know, fuzzy and warm and that I am giving my horse something that they are going to love. It is a special treat for them. And I want them to be obsessed with it. So you want to have this sort of visual representation of those feelings and that be unique to you. Nowadays, we talk about branding in the form of like the name of your business, design aspects of your business, you know, whether there it be a certain symbol or different features of your identity that makes you unique and that is distinct from other people. We also talk about it in the aspect of representation of company values and purposes and strengths. So we want to be able to relate all of these things back to who you are just by looking. So when we talk about messaging and design, the visual aspect and where you show up and how you establish your digital health print, branding is such a huge part of that. It's not the only part, you know, businesses can have brands that, you know, are not super established and be moderately successful. But Ariat, you know, you see their logo and you already have a notion in your mind what that brand consists of. You feel like you were going to get a high quality product. Wrangler, you know, also good quality products, but 
you have a different feeling. You have that rustic, rugged feeling like these things are going to be super durable. Like products are super durable. So they have created an entire experience around their brand that you honestly can do for your business to talk about the importance of and the history behind branding. I spoke with Sarah of Pittsburgh Foundry, a livestock branding company. They manufacture these brands for individuals and farms and businesses who want to brand their animals. They do livestock brands and uh, wood brands and all different kinds of things. And I was so happy to get her on the phone and just chat it up about why brands even exist and how important it is to show up uniquely in this industry. Check it out. All right. Welcome to the show, Sarah. I am so happy to have you with us today. If you would just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about what you do. Okay, sure. Uh, my name's Sarah. I work at Pittsburgh Foundry. I've been there a little over three years full-time, almost three and a half, but I've worked for them on and off for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I do just about everything at Pittsburgh Foundry. I um, mostly right now I'm doing all the cab drawings, um, the high detailed wood branding irons is mainly what I specialize in, but I've done everything from just answering the phones, making the decals, the shirts, I do the hats too. So just whatever they need me for, I'm there to do it. Yeah, a Jill of all trades, as yeah. I say. <laughs> so the reason why I wanted to talk to you today is because when we talk about running a business and we talk about being unique and serving our our clients in a unique way, uh, the word branding always comes up. And that's actually what you guys do, right? You, you make yeah. brands. So I just wanted to ask you kind of what is the the history behind that and why are brands important? So the history of it goes back uh, quite a ways. I don't really know who got the idea or came up with it, but as I'm sure you know, um, when they first were herding cattle, they would drive them all across the country. So Mm -hmm. um, really cattle thieving was a huge issue. It actually not really cattle, but horse thieving is actually an issue still today. Mm -hmm. But um, someone had the idea that they were going to mark their animals. They um, got an iron, heated up really hot, and branded it on, on the animals. Mm-hmm. And as, as time has gone on, um, I don't know how who came up with it or figured it out, but someone learned that um, you don't have to hot brand them. We specialize a lot in freeze branding as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the iron really cold. You shave off the hair and you press it onto the animal. And if you hold it on the right amount of time, and you have a dark-haired animal, the hair will actually grow back white because it kills the hair follicles. Mm -hmm. You can actually hold it on longer and completely destroy the hair follicles, and it'll just stay bald as if you burn them. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a bit, it's quite a bit less painful for the animal. Like, you don't have to get them in a chute as much, and especially the horses Mm -hmm. that tend to remember people. Yeah. They, um, they they don't do well with the fire branding. Right. But they do pretty good with the freeze branding. Right, 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 right. And so when, 
you guys create brands. How do you differentiate or what is, I feel like there's like a dictionary of like, this is, <laughs> this is whose brand belongs to who, how do you know? How do you okay, know? We actually don't deal with the registering. Um, okay. That actually is done by, depending on where you live, it's either done by state or by county. Okay. So we're in Texas and mm -hmm. I know that here they do it by county. Uh, there's also different regulations on state, which is kind of odd, like some states, I believe California is one, you don't have to register the brand to mark the animal. Mm -hmm. um, but every state, if you want to use that brand as a source of identification, you have to register it. So okay. even if you can prove, oh, I ordered this brand and here's the conversation I had, the emails, the order form, payment. Mm -hmm. So this is a brand I have. They're not going to let you use it as a legal form of identification for your animal unless you have actually gone to either your county or state, submitted your design, and had it registered. Um, when you do register, usually most places request that you register, that you send in three different options. Mm -hmm. And they'll check through their registry and make sure none of them match too much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, the registration kind of comes before the brand is even made. Um, we actually, we recommend you register it because if you don't, you can always run into the problem where you get the brand in hand and you send it in to register it and um, someone else has already done it and then you're coming back trying to order like a rafter or some separate piece that you can put next to it or over it to change mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So what are some of the components of a brand that you've kind of seen the most. Um, I know just in my research, there's just been some, you know, like like different types of things like like tumbling and like water and, you know, grass, you know, just different components that people can kind of choose from. Yeah, um, I would say the most common that people use are we get a lot of people who want to put like horns on the outside of a letter or mm -hmm. wings, both of which the wings is actually a little bit more um, difficult, especially if you're wanting like real detail because you can get a lot of detail in the brand, but depending on how small or how thick the brand is, it may not show up well on the animal. And we try and guide all our customers to something that is going to show up how it looks so you're not disappointed when it grows back. Right, right. But I would say we see a lot of wings. We see a lot of horns. Um, we do quite a few crowns as well, I think. That's that's cool. That's interesting. I I feel like I'm, what, I'm, I'm the kind of person that makes an analogy for everything. And so yeah. it just, it makes it, that's just truly indicative of, you know, if you aren't, you know, confident in like, if you don't apply your brand, whether it be physically or as your business in the correct way, you might not get the outcome that you want. Yeah, that's true, and uh, we do have some customers, because I would say most every customer we deal with tries in some way to make the brand um, mean something, like they don't just want some random thing they think looks pretty, they want, oh, I want these letters because it's our last name, and something to go along with that, but we do have some customers where, like, it's really a good idea, but it's, it's just not going to turn out how you want on the animal, 
Right. And we get a few that'll still go through with it because that's that's what they want. They don't they don't really care that much that it's not gonna look perfectly clear on the animal. They that means a lot to them, so they just still want to go through with it. But it is a little bit of a give and take with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so what is the the brand um building process look like like in my mind I see like a blacksmith and I can hear the clang <laughs> of, of uh, the mallet hitting metal but I don't know that that's exactly what it's like okay it's not how we do the brands there are some people that use like bent steel uh, we don't do it that way um, we do a cast brand so what we do is uh you've had a brand made through us so you'll know that we send you the pdfs or the print offs that you can see mm-hmm. exactly how the brand will look we actually take those digital files and uh, we use them to create um a pattern mm-hmm. uh, so what we do is we have a cnc router and we'll put a board on the router table and then we'll uh, put that file in there and it'll cut out exactly how your brand will look exactly like the file that we sent you Mm -hmm. we actually have to reverse it so that when you brand it on it looks like that right right we cut out the pattern and then um the guys at the shop will uh take it and we have this black oily sand that they pack around it they make molds of them put about anywhere from four to six brands in a mold Mm -hmm. and then um they have to cut the mold in half so they can pull the brand back out mm-hmm. and then um, they put the mold back together and they pour the brass into it mm-hmm. and they let it cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, we actually don't do any of the hammering and the metal uh, bending, but um, it's a really cool process. If you were to look up uh, like YouTube and look up casting or uh-huh. stuff like that, that's what we do. And it, um, it ends up being pretty cool. That I I like that I I can envision that um kind of like a not like a three D printer but like creating a yeah. mold and you know pouring pouring the hot metal in there that's pretty cool yeah um, it is really cool when you get to the molding and I mean you know how it's gonna look because you have the pattern but you pour the hot metal in there and you pull it apart and sometimes they mess up and don't make and we have to do it again but it's always cool when they do turn out and they come out really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm super excited to go through this with you. I mean, not that I get to see it, but I'm excited yeah. to to get a brand from you guys. And um, and I really, really appreciate you talking to me today. No problem. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Digital Hoofprint Podcast. I am so excited to be celebrating fall in love with your brand month follow black unicorn creative on facebook and instagram to learn more about the amazing events that i have planned for this month please if you would hit subscribe and leave me a review and let me know what you think about this podcast until next time